you get barely in time for you to catch the last ferry into Dubrovnik. 40 minutes journey and it's a small, relatively small boat and there are around 40 people. Most of them are from the auto, but you see two people wearing sunglasses that are not guests there and they must have been on Safdat for other reasons. And you recognize them as George Toscana and Emily Belloni, Bordergore and Breeze. Trying to not act conspicuous, but cannot avoid standing out. I think I calmly just walk over and sit down next to them and just, and just like, George, Emily, how y'all doing? All right, well. Emily seems shocked and the Bordergore raises it and glasses. What's up, highwayman? How you doing, bud? You been uh, you been all right? Yeah, yeah, we've been all right. What are you doing here? Uh, we're here for the conference. Conference with conference. Uh, the socialist cybernetic conference. It's over at the hotel. Do you have those? Huh? Apparently. Yeah, got to pass ideas around. I'll never figure the the political type. Honestly, it's less about politics and more about sort of, uh, I mean, like it is about politics, but it's also kind of more about, a, you know, sharing of ideas. It's like a note sharing type thing. That's all. Oh, well, well, you kind of have to do when you are running your own spy network. Is that I mean, or have you dropped that? I've, uh, I've tried to kind of put it aside. Good. One of these days we'll get in trouble because of that. Johnny sort of just says, yeah, and then there is a long sort of uncomfortable moment of silence. So what are y'all doing here? Yeah, at listening that, Bree seems to be a bit embarrassed. I'm working for the Russians. Uh, did we need to know that? I mean, are we compromised now? It depends who you tell, like. You see, when we landed, you know, when we went on the separate ways, we got debriefed by Romanov's people. And uh, they had a very convincing proposal about what they plan to do. Was that that right, Melanie? Yes, Toscana. And to seem a bit awkward. Wait, y'all call each other by last names and you're... He's your grandpa, right? I'm not saying... It's none of your business, honestly. You know what? That's fair. That's entirely fair. I mean, you eat ice cream the way you do. I, th- I just think people from the Moon War are a little weird. Oh, my God. Are we still? So anyways, I'm still a bit confused about the, Rus- the Russian politics right now. Are the Romanovs the same as same family from the Tsars or are they just? No, it's a very common name. Uh, it's a very common name. It's a very common name. Yeah. Yeah. It's no relation at all. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, Romanov is... In fact, you two know him. Over uh, there, Gorp points at uh, High Women and, uh, and John Doe. I've seen photos of you two together. Romanov is a, a young uh, superhero that. Uh... Oh, Red Hex. No, that's another Grigori. Also a common name. No, he was a, a young superhero that uh, kinda is trying to be an alternative to the, you know, to the gerontocracy. On uh, on Soviet republics and uh, trying to implement some reforms that align more with the cybernetic ideals. I'm surprised you never talked about it. I thought you were familiar with each other. I, you know, 
John Doe tries to remember. <laughs> it's been a busy couple of months. Give me a minute. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And uh, Emily snarks. Well, it's funny that uh, the main supporter and public image that he has is associated with uh, you, an old relic from World War II. And he's uh, rallying against the genitoxacy. And Porter just shrugs. Well, he knows very where he sees it. Yeah, I mean, look, Porter might be old, but he's rich in life experience. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, uh, and the border guard whispers to you, Romanov is planning to do a visit to Yugoslav in secret to meet Taito. And we are kind of scouting ahead. Oh. Because, yeah, we are afraid that the other two, uh, you know, are going to try to do a move now. I mean, that makes sense. It's still a bit scary, but I mean, while you guys are here, at least you're in a beautiful part of the world. Usually this sort of work takes you to ugly places. Oh, yeah. John Doe looks over the side, kind of wistfully, and just... I could retire to a place like this. What's wrong with South America? Oh, no, South America's beautiful, and I'll probably end up retiring there. But, you know, you gotta keep your options open, right? I guess. Because that was my retirement plan after we talked last time, is to be basically a bodyguard for some uh, superhero wannabe politician. And Emily snarks. And what about you, T? Planning to get into politics now? John Doe looks very seriously. Just, I mean, can't you see it? Represented? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I can't even joke. Mm. I mean, El Poeta cannot be there for long. Alan is not running again. Why is not one of you three planning to to run in two years? I mean. Emily, we don't know each other well, but let's be honest here. Would you want John Doe? I don't know. You're already a leader of the cybernetic socialists, either you admit or not. I mean, it's different. You know, I my job's easy. I think Johnny is honestly like kind of taken aback by the suggestion and just like had never thought about it and just like seriously considers it for a second. And then he kind of just sort of waves a hand. And he says, honestly, I don't think they need a foreign national guiding things in, in Chile. I think it's better left to the people of Chile. I'm just there to help, you know. And my master always said I did not have a knack for political stratagem. Oh, well, at least you already had some of the campaign. After all, how many politicians can him say that they had a, a manhunt going across the country chasing them? You know, you it should be more, to be honest. Yeah, it's... I mean, I did it. You might be right, Emily. Maybe I will run. I'll need to invest in a lot more sleeveless suits. <laughs> oh, God, what has been orchestrated here? I'm just saying out of character of the three of us, John Doe is the only one that I would just be like, I'm going to vote for that guy. I would do it. <laughs> it's because John Doe is genuinely like, I don't know shit about this. <laughs> and is genuine. <laughs> So the ferry docks and you made it different ways. I don't know if uh, you are familiar with uh, Drubovnik, but you probably are, but you don't know. You Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. King's Landing is Drubovnik. That is a beautiful, uh, beautiful then. You know, uh, John Doe's just excited, like a city where hopefully there won't be any car chases or shootings at him. Yeah. 
Mingling around and you're walking the streets, going to the old palace and all the little shops and restaurants and the tiny streets and then the, the two different fortresses of the town. And uh, you see a group of tourists, Japanese tourists, going around. But okay, you recognize two among them. They are none other than Mimin and Wumin. Berserker waves excitedly. They point at you like disbelieving and they teleport out of their disguises and next to you and pull you towards one hidden spot. And they put a word to not be detected. Oh my god, it really is the two of you? How have you been doing? I have not heard for you forever. Saw you on the news and the woman points to John Doe. Did you kill someone? But then that was lifted because an American orchestrated that. It also was not an assassination. It was complicated. It was very. <laughs> yes. But suffice to say, I didn't kill anyone recently. But yeah. But we're fine. We're here for a conference. A conference? Kind of conference. It's uh, between the Cybernetic International, all the different Cybernetic Socialists. I'm just glad there's a uh, magic users that I can actually talk to. That's not Red Hex. That's very awkward because we don't get along. Red Hex. Red Hex. Said Red Hex. Uh, we fought that guy. They're the fucking worst. They are. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. We are trying to. We're trying to get uh, U.S. citizenship uh. and get the pardon and uh, get back. Yeah, try to get back to normal lives, getting the CIA out of our ass. Yeah, that's the CIA are never uh, good to have in your ass. Yeah, we're working for someone. Uh, how up to date are you on the American news? I mean, they got me a radio and a television, but I rarely turn it on, so not much. Um, not terribly, to be honest. I haven't been keeping as much track of it ever since I've been just been. We've been running. Uh, Johnny would be, I think, probably very up to date on that. That's some, some something he would be following pretty closely at all times. I keep up pretty closely with everything in the news. Why? What's what? Are- ah, so you must be aware of the results of the election. So the the president elect has a bit of a problem with the CIA and uh, kind of hired spy hunters to make sure that uh, they will not be causing trouble before that. Oh, I, I mean, I, I can't believe I missed it. Who, uh, who's the president-elect? Oh, and before they can answer anything, a camera crew comes in and they disappear and you hear a familiar voice. Oh no, 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 no. John Doe immediately drops into his normal fighting pose and just, hey, Johnny, hit the deck. I do. And this was the old port where all the overseeing of the spice trade on the late 14th century after the city became under the sovereignty of the Ottoman Empire and was the link between Europe and the rest of the world. And you recognize the voice of Denisa Frankova. 
also known as Medieval Timeout. And she seems to be going around recording a documentary. Oh, I was a bit scared there. Do I need to, do I still need to be down here? Okay. You're good. You're good. You can stand back up. I do. It's just the medievalist. I do give her a wave. Wait, but who's the president elect, though? Just hang on. It's. <laughs> and uh, she signals the camera. Oh, it's you. Yeah. What's going on? I'm doing my job. <laughs> oh, sorry. We... I'm recording the documentary. Yeah. We'll keep you then. Just wanted to say hi. Okay, but. Yeah, but this is interesting. What is going on? Uh, wherever y'all are, there is trouble happening. You get to punch, do you know? And she makes the gesture of cutting a throat. Is there anyone that you need help with? Uh, no, we're actually, this is more of a low key sort of thing. Yeah, this is like a professional obligation. We're just here for, we're just here for a conference. This is, this is the less sort of action packed part of the job. Oh, a conference, I see. So you're breaking bread with uh, Kissinger again and gonna punch out some other leftist that does not get invited to Buckingham Palace. That's A, very hurtful and upsetting. That's a hurtful thing to say. That was that was very mean. I... And B, I don't think we deserve it. But C, no, it's a peaceful meeting. Do you want to come to the conference? Yeah, sure. And just because we haven't had a chance to kill Kissinger yet doesn't mean we're not going to do it. And all that I would like to see. Us too. Here, come. The dinner's at this. John Doe takes out like a note card and writes the time for the dinner. Just tell him that I invited you. She whistles. South that. Oh, fancy, aren't we? Living the dream. All right. All right. See you later. Don't go burning down many TSRs while you are in the country. Hey, that was Johnny's idea. It was not. How dare you? I would never. Yeah, I thought it wasn't it Monocle, which we did take care of eventually. We bombed the beach he was on. Johnny gets noticeably very... Wait, what? Yeah, Monocle's not a problem anymore. What do you mean you bombed the beach? You just needed to kill the guy. It was, you know, it's weird. It was easier. What's our ship? <laughs> I'm sorry, What? Look, he has that habit of escaping, and if you level an area, it's hard to escape. That's what my enemies always tell me. It's the only way to make sure. What, nuking it from the Yarvit? Come on. No, you didn't. Oh, no, no. It was sea to land missiles, but, you know, yeah. Uh, We had Skarmosa's help with that, too. Who's that? Oh, also, uh, he's cool. Also, we killed uh, we killed Britlander. Who? John Doe leans in and whispers the real name to her. No way. Yeah, I did it. Are you looking into getting then a few members of his family too? If the opportunity arises. Cool, cool. I have heard his brother is hiding on Malta. Berserker is going to quickly look around to see if they see Voidwalker may have, you know, sneakily tried to join us. No. <laughs> Do I see a Voidwalker? <laughs> Did I be worried? You see? Weirdly, you 
see Carrietta and Aurora, which were continuing to do her visit after you went apart. They seem to also do, be doing your thing of hiding away from sight. They seem to be hiding from something happening on the plaza. Oh, oh, oh. what's happening at the plaza? You look and you see when under similar uniforms as a massive group of students from their old school is going around with a guide. Oh no. Well, who is this now? <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of students from their school. Well, who's the guide? Is it just a... Well, just some Croatian smug. Oh, okay. And of course, you recognize that among the students, more notable is uh, Durax. I honestly don't know that we should do anything about that in this moment. I don't know how y'all feel about it. If you point that out... Wait, wait, wait. Durax is alive? Pretty Princess Durax. But, 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 but... He, they they sent him to the you know uh, deep down and we destroyed his clones and then it's like what wait, wait, how, how did you not hang on did we not do you not find out about this in Tokyo yeah we, you know might have been busy I was fighting you know and he points to uh, Noah that's that's a clone of Durax raised by the CIA it, that's worse you know that that you know that's worse. She actually seems like kind of a sweetheart. Honestly, yeah, it seems like she just kind of just got in a bad beat. We will catch up as I point to the medievalist. Come to the dinner. I'm going to go rescue those two. If we see the kid who said that we weren't left, if we see the fucking computer person kid, I got some words for it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so you see Toby Gray Gregory that the snook around and the was pointing at you as you get to Carreta uh, and, and Aurora. I recognize it, y'all. What are you doing here? Are you coming back to the school again? Oh, I have such things to tell you. I'm sure you do. Beat his ass, John. Sorry, kid. John, kick this kid's ass. <laughs> We're actually just here for a meeting across the lake, but it's cool to see you. And he's going to say something, but someone rushes past them. And just to say, Lucy Bean? And you see a girl wearing a white brim hat with a Weinstein birthmark and the facial sign in the shape of a chickpea. And she stares penetrantly at the five of you. You avoided me last time. How well it served. Do I recognize this person? No. You vaguely remember a student that was with uh, Princess Nori and Lord Durax and Voidwalker at the festival that they were running the fortune-telling booth and invited Highwaymen to come in and Highwaymen went, no no thanks and forgot. Vaguely. You have us at a disadvantage. They call me Lucy Bean. Names Lucrecia Ciceres Proserpinium. Lucy Bean is a short, shorter version then. Hi, I'm John Doe. I know who you are. Do you? John looks kind of shocked at that one and just... Does anyone? Mm, the color shrines, I see. Tell me, how did the color shrines serve you since last time we avoided to meet? How going around in the darkness, touching the walls, not knowing what you are doing, probing in vain, has served you? Have you accepted it as a fate of a sort? And resigning yourself to it? <laughs> I don't believe in fate. And... 
Gregory just says, holy shit, she's so fucking creepy. I don't believe in fate. I do, but... uh, They do. Yeah, yeah, she's very creepy. She reminds me of my uh, shamans in in my village, for lack of a better term. So you know a lot about me, Lucibine, I take it. No, but I'm a witch and I know about witch stuff. I bet you don't even believe in witches. Actually, I've met three others. I absolutely do believe in witches. Oh yeah, witches are real. And she shuffles a deck of cards. So tell me, would you like to know what you need to know before you doom yourself? Or you want to doom yourself with the ignorance of bliss of not knowing of the alternative paths? Mm-hmm. Will it help? It never helps. But still, people want to know, right? It makes the game more interesting. You do know me pretty well. All right. Hit me, kid. Very well, then. And she pulls three cards. The tower inverted. It seems a great tragedy is going to befall you before the sunrise. It can be averted. Fate can be changed. That there is opportunity for change for stasis. You are bold enough to grab it. Inverted star. The literal thing supporting this world will be gone. And you might not even have the opportunity to stop it. You don't know what to do. That's the words I have for you now. Go on. This is not my game. This is the game of another witch. I'll play with you later sometimes. If you find myself in one of my games. I promise you, it will be worth it. Any other advice? Yes. Where is your kid? Waiting for us to come walk on the beach. We've got about one fair ride back before we have to be there. The next words that you say to your kid, the two of you, being very careful about them. It will be the last. Okay. Okay. And Dobby just <laughs> drags her out like, what the fuck? <laughs> you fucking creepazoid. Hey, Aurora. I mean, hey, Liz. Yeah? Can you get us... Uh, there's like not a no powers allowed rule. Mm-hmm. Hey, Liz, can you get us back to... She can do like manipulation and like constructs, right? No. No, she... And just throw the boat off the fucking sand. That's... I mean, hey, that's a good trick. Hey, why don't we head back? Yeah, sure. I got a bad feeling. Johnny, I think, like, finishes, like, purchasing something, and he's just like, but I was gonna get... I was gonna get more pickles. Johnny? Yeah. And John gives Johnny the most, like... Find out that you've been secretly arranging to go back to the moon, secret, serious face, and just, I've got a very bad feeling. All right. I put all of my goods in my shopping bag. You get to the ferry, and as you're wearing back to the ferry, you see lights on the sky approaching at high speed. Huh. It's a bird. No, it's a plane. I don't think either of those things usually grow. What is that? Or glow? What is that? You see a bunch of robotic minions and the world battered mecha, bulging steam and flaring. And it is atop a human head with a big mustache and a cyborg eye, which vaguely resembles Joseph Stalin. And it starts sending the minions and shooting at the ferry. I know you are there, Romanov. In the name of the motherland, I, Mecha Stalin, will claim your head and resume my premiership. 
Is that Mecha Stalin? That's Mecha Stalin. Yeah. We can't have one goddamn thing. So, you're on the ferry back and you are fighting Mecha Stalin. So, there are three groups of red soldiers, robots, and uh, Mecha Stalin. So, John Doe, go. John Doe time? That's a terrible first line. But I do think it happens in the canon. It's just there's John just looks at, the, at Mecha Stalin and some robots and stuff, and he just reflexively just blurts out John Doe time and just springs into action. My favorite part of CJ is when John Doe bursts in and does all over those guys. <laughs> My favorite part of, of CJ is when John Doe says it's Doe in time. You know what? I haven't used this move in a little bit. I think it's a classic John Doe move. I'm going to pick up one group of red soldiers and throw them systematically at another group. Knew it was coming. No one's this coming. I'm going to use melee, close combatant, and another decent. Uh, I got a six. Okay, so that's six damage. Six and two. All right. Let's save. All right, so you managed to destroy one of the groups of robots and weaken the other. Excitement, man. It's not the most exciting thing, but I think I'm going to use load. Create some boosts that my pals can use. Also, it occurred to me uh, right as this combat began, this may be the first combat that I have not been able to hilariously justify uh, using a motorcycle, so I'm just on a ferry. <laughs> yeah, I think Johnny just takes a spotter's position behind some cover, maybe behind, you know, some seats or something. I hop on John Doe's shoulder <laughs> and just try to get a really good vantage point. Okay, um, so, um, yeah, load creates two boosts, so that's one plus two and one plus one. Okay, so who you hand off to? Um, I'm gonna hand off to... I feel bad about it, but I'm gonna hand off to Mecha Stalin. I want to know everything about him. So Mecha Stalin surveys his armies and says, Who is resisting our advances? Of course, it is the forces of reaction. He points his arm towards John Doe and the minigun pops out of his shoulder and he starts blasting. Oh, hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I was like, okay, is the hand going to transform or is the shoulder? <laughs> One of the two. I was debating minigun or rocket punch. See, it's, I actually, I do have a question, which is just, I need a refresh. Um, uh, is Mecha Stalin one of the three factions trying to gain control over the USSR? No. Unrelated, unrelated fourth robot. Okay, so that's eight damage to John Doe. And it is defending the minions for 10 damage with covering fire. Wow, that's a lot of that. Hey, hey, hey what if he did? Yeah, can, can, you ask him, <laughs> can you ask him if he would, if he could consider not doing that? <laughs> you try to ask him, but the, the guns are too loud. It just goes through. Oh, I, I don't, I, I don't think he, I don't think he would listen to us. But if you wouldn't mind asking him, can you just pass it along for us? <laughs> All right, uh, he hands off to to Red Army. Yeah, and they have defense. So one of them is gonna attack Berserkir, and they're gonna another gonna attack Iron Man. Iron Man 
6 damage. Berserkir also 6 damage. And they pass to Berserkir. Alright, I'm just gonna open up by a pouncing on Mecha Stalin, who's still in the air, correct? Mm hmm. So I hit Mecha Stalin for 9 damage. Hey, he's at uh, 46 now. Yeesh. Jesus Christ. I keep hitting. How much health has that motherfucker got? 55. Yeah, 55. Jeez. I was I was gonna say what a tank, but then I realized he's basically just like he's like he's basically a literal tank. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Bordergor? Bordergor can definitely negotiate with Mecha Stalin. Bordergor, come here. <laughs> You're not somebody a problem with calling border good. Papa, you know, come help us. Lou, I don't believe that. <laughs> so who you end off to? Red Army. Let's get them out of the way. So they're gonna keep engaged and they're gonna again attack Highwayman and Berserker. Uh, Six damage on Highwayman. Ouch. Four damage on Berserker. So the good news is I'm now in the yellow that I mentioned a minute ago. I guess then it makes sense for them to pass to you. Um, you know what? I'm going to use area alteration to... Uh, I'm going to hinder all opponents. That's a hinder of three. Thank you to John and his powerful shoulders. Okay, so what do you do to the ferry or the ocean? I think I just make the air, like transmutation to lower the temperature of the air so quickly and it's already so humid like i use i lower the temperature of the water in the air so that it just becomes this mist that completely obscures sort of the area in front of all of the opponents simple but effective and then i pass to i'm gonna hand it to Bezikir. yeah i'm gonna do frontline fighting on mecha stalin this time, throwing my axe straight at him, trying to aim for the head. Yeah, but it's not really the goal of this one. This ability is <laughs> not really much to damage. It's more to hold aggro. All right. The damage, who you hand off to? I'll hand it off to Mecha Stalin. He's at 33. So he gets tangled to you, stops reaving his minigun. And instead, Steam Steps comes out of one of his gauntlets and it forms a power fist. Prepare to meet the new Soviet power. What if I don't want to? I wasn't interested in meeting anyone new. I don't know if you know, sir, but we are having the beach episode. It's supposed to be actually old characters only. Did anyone give him the memo? So that's three damage for Berserkir and uh, he is defending with two. As he to pummel and uh, get to your axe. To use up both of their defenses, second first, same as the first. I'm going to throw some guys into other guys. I am going to cash in one of my hero point boosts for this. I'm going to cash in a plus two. So that's five coming at the first Omnitron. He has a defend of ten, I know. But whatever, whatever he rolls to defend with, the other one takes, so it'll use up both their defense. So yeah, that's it, because they cannot be taken down, so they don't have defend anymore. So advance, who you pass off to? Brand, you're up. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just do frontline fighting. Eight damage on Stalin. Six after defense, so... And scene handoff to 
Uh, John Doe, take out these, I don't know, fat motherfuckers. You want to call them motherfuckers? Scary. Are these cyborgs or robots? I don't know what's. Take out the scary robots. That will be eight on the first one and whatever they roll to defend on the second. They don't defend. But now the second one gets to defend on a two. So maybe they'll get it. There they go. Yeah. So yeah, you managed to clean one of the minions. The remaining group gangs on John Doe for three damage. Hey, they're going to take three damage right back. Right. And they save, so they are... No, they were already at D4, so they are destroyed anyway. So you you those robots gang on you and you just wreck them. John Doe emerges from rubble. I hate robots. So Mecha Stalin goes and he says, oh, don't worry. And he snaps his fingers. There are more where those come from. And capsules fall from the sky and three more groups of red soldier robots join the fight. <sighs> Fucking robots. <laughs> You didn't tell me these bastards had deep strike. <laughs> so, hi, man. Last one on the round. Well, I'm going to use a little ability uh, called called shot. Here's the thing. I don't have guns right now. So, uh, well, so be creative. Yeah, I think I just grab. Is this like the type of fairy where there's not like a like a bar or anything? Is there? There is. I have run over to the bar and I have just grabbed, I think, just like a probably like a bunch of toothpicks with olives on them. And I'm just going to like hurl them very precisely at weak points within Mecha Stalin. All right. The great thing about Call Shot is that I also create a boost that somebody else can use. For the attack, I rolled a two, which makes sense because they are toothpicks with olives on them. But for the boost, I rolled a nine. Okay, so that's a plus four boost. They roll, they roll to reaction to the fan, and uh, they take no damage from the toothpicks. This power suit is just too powerful. That seems unlikely, but I'll I'll defer to that. So who you hand off to? Um, are we back to the top of the round? Yeah, I'm gonna give it to John. It almost feels like a shame to cash in this big plus four boost to kill the minions. But on the other hand, they hit hard <laughs> and they hit hard. They hit harder than Mecha Stalin. Yeah, but he keeps making them. All right. I'm swinging with strength. I'm using my opening blow, which uses my max die. And I'm taking that plus four on Mecha Stalin. Previously on Mecha Stalin. I would watch the fuck out of Mecha Stalin, the TV show. Ultron is a Kulak. I would never miss an episode. I would fucking DVR the whole thing. I know DVRs don't exist anymore. I would get one just for that show. The, the robot's giving me lit. Again. A 14. Ow. Wow. Well, he gets to defend again because it's the round, so. Okay, he defends five, so it takes nine. Hang on. Actually, this is important. Lou, is it... It contained in the robot, is it Stalin's ass or a robot ass? Yeah, robot ass. Yeah. Okay. The only organic part seems to be his head. Even that, not probably. They didn't want to preserve just the ass. <laughs> the Stalin's ass. The Stalin's ass is on another robot. Oh, no. Ah, they separated it. Uh, John Doe just throws a stool at him and then just... <sighs> Berserk here, get him! And that's who I will pass to. 
Okay. Uh, I think I'll just hit Stalin with a power strike right now. Three damage on Mecha Stalin. 25 now, so it's in and off two. Red soldiers. All right, so it's going to be one red soldier for each of you. You know the drill. Uh, how are you looking, Highway Man? Thank you for asking. Um, not awesome, but I'm not the worst. I'm at 18 out of 30. Okay, so three to John Doe, four for, for Highway Man, four for Berserker. I'm at 14 out of 30. Would you like me to take that damage for you? Do I want to redirect that damage towards a minion or towards Mecha Stalin? I'm going to redirect it to Mecha Stalin. All right, so you took three, right? Yep. All right, so Mecha Stalin is a 22. Mecha Stalin, go. Mecha Stalin. Ah, it seems that you are putting well on with a fight. I guess it's time to release the five power plan. He starts exposing his mecha suit core as it starts to super hit with nuclear power. Uh oh. Ask him not to. He doesn't seem to be willing to negotiate. I just will have to resort to violence. Okay, it takes one damage to activate this. Now, how his power dices are increased by one side. I hate that. <laughs> oh no. Yes. <laughs> so, to hire men. Yay, we're doomed. Lou, I have a question for you. You said he's activating a. You said he's activating a nuclear core. Yes. Yes. Could I simply transmute the element that he is using to create a nuclear reaction into something that would be like difficult to to use to generate nuclear power? Yeah, you can use that uh, as the, the the framing of your power. Then I'm going to use inflict, um, and I'll I'll attack using transmutation and hinder the same target. All right, sounds very appropriate. So it's a hinder of one, and I only attack for three. I'm really not doing great with attacks. Okay, so that will be 18 damage, uh, 18 health that he has now. So in advance, who do you ha- who you hand over to? I hand to Bezirkir. Five damage. All right, three rolls is nearly improved dice. Young defense for one. Who you hand off to? John Doe. Alright folks, so I want you to be ready because we are going to be weathering at least one more round of this storm. Maybe. That's a scary way of saying that, but I respect it. I'm going to keep punching him as hard as I can, though. Hey, that's a nine. That is pretty much punching as hard as I can. Yeah, he's at four. Did Highwayman not go this round? We're in a new round. I went at the end of the last round. So John Doe punches Mechastalin as hard as he can, looks at Highwayman, Highwayman, shoot him! And I'm going to pass the highway, man. Of the pieces that I've transmuted, just kind of like from those weak connections, I've created a rudimentary. It's not a gun, but it is a device that kind of fires a thing. And I'm going to shoot at him in the head. Um, and I'm going to use called shot. Ow. Okay, so that is a 10 to attack. All right, uh, combat is over. So tell me how you managed to vanquish like a Stalin. Like I said, I was kind of transmuting the nuclear core within him, and some of it I transmuted like like functionally into a weapon. And basically in doing that, I have created sort of an instability uh, in his reaction so that when I fire it back at him, essentially like the core itself that he was using just sort of melts him. 
I don't know about melts him, but it it goes off and it blow it it blows up in his face, whether literally or figuratively. And his head just detaches from the crumbling body, and the weighted jet of will furnish the way. This will not be the last you hear of Mecha Stalin. We always meet the most interesting people. Yeah, I'm kind of fine if this isn't the last we hear of Mecha Stalin. That was that was fascinating. That was a trip. I we are going to be unpacking this for a while, and I want to be very clear about that. I'm just curious who kept Stalin's head. Also a great question, honestly. I mean, probably some Soviet scientists. I mean, sure, yeah, no, I'm sure they kept it to study, like what they did, or like what they did with Einstein and uh, and with uh, what was his name, Hemingway. How uh, I mean, that's not true. Oh, buddy, they didn't keep Heming Hemingway's brain. They couldn't. No, they did. It's just, it just worked differently than you think than you think it would. Look, I might not know much about much, but I spent a lot of time with uh, hippies and beatnik folk, and they talked, a, and I read a lot of Hemingway. I don't think that's how it worked. Listen, some of the early parts of uh, parts of the uh, of the enhancement programs and stuff, they were a little bit uh, experimental. So what I'm saying is, they kept Hemingway's brain, and they have at this point reconstituted it into a brain, but for a while it was sort of liquid. It sort of melted for a little. It, it's a whole thing. We'll talk about it another time. Johnny, if this turns out to be bullshit, I'm going to be very upset. That's listen, that's fair. I, I understand. But, um, you know, it's 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 not really that important right now. Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachter. They can be found at SGCADelaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettil and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.